Are you guys playing? Or no? no Do no, you want to no. play? <laughs> Are you ready to play? Are you crazy? Excuse me? Go away! I'm not doing get it, out no. my face. Scream, get my Glock! Let's do this. Okay, we're starting the episode of... Were you recording? I've been recording this whole time. This whole convo got caught on camera. I mean, video. I mean, mic. Bitch, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Just know we started the episode in the part that you guys will should not hear. That's true. I'm not going to put it in. I wish I could. But I'm not. It's too inappropriate. It's like literally beyond inappropriate for us. I Can't agreed with this bitch. She agreed with me, like, wholeheartedly. Like, she squealed with me. I don't like who I'm becoming. <laughs> You're, you only became this way because of all the liquor I gave you. You're fine. Mm-hmm. You're still you. Ah, you just gotta sober up. I don't know. I don't, be back. I don't feel like my, I feel dirty. It's because you've been drinking and talking mess. Ah, which is like mess. two of my favorite things to do. <laughs> and it's always nice having company. <laughs> I want you to be alone in this bitch. Why? Not with me. I mean, if it's not you, it's gonna be somebody else. Oh my god! I mean, I'd rather it be somebody else. I mean, my sister loves doing that shit. I cannot. Oh my god, I can't. You want to just move on, please? You want to do your thing, please? Do your thing, girl. I cannot believe. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it was funny. And yes, you can believe because this is me you're sitting across from. <laughs> Plus, I got caught in 4K. I don't like this. Our mm-hmm. <laughs> marks 4K. I don't think they that good. <laughs> We didn't spend that much money. <laughs> we, we still got poor mics. What are you talking about? They're good. I love them. No, they're great mics. mics, but they definitely not. I don't know if I have 4K. What are they? Oh, my God. Um, do you remember back in, like, high school when YouTube was still, like, a very high-roaring thing? Oh, my and, God. And in order for you to, like, make the video, last, like, actually fucking work, you had to lower the DPI. Oh, yes. You had to lower that. You had to ch- check your volume because sometimes you don't know how loud it is or how low it is depending on who recorded it. Listen. And it was still kind of the Wild Wild West anything. The Wild Wild West. Listen, I was no- nothing but obsessed with like Sailor Moon AMVs. You know what an AMV is. I do. I had other AMVs that were more. And your Yasha AMVs? Well, it wasn't Yasha, but there's also a lot of Yaoi and Yuri in you there. You had Yaoi AMVs? Yaoi and Yuri. I liked the girl stuff too. Oh, okay. I liked all of them, like a star, like, like, not Strawberry Panic. They had like short clips of it, which was what got me into the show. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, this is why is it one of my favorites? It's so girly. I usually hate shit like this. I need fighting. I need anger. Oh. I need a revenge. I need revenge. <laughs> what is you this? the drama? Drama. Yes, I need the featuring gays. Yes, I need like the gladiator warrior drama. Not, uh-huh. not. Oh my God, why did you do that? Like, no, I don't need that. No, but like, I will kill your family. Yeah, but for some reason, Strawberry Panic had my attention. Strawberry Panic. I'm gonna look it up. Maybe I know it. But anyway, you um, do. I'm very interested in this one because I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, I know what I'm gonna research. Oh my goodness, it was it was one of those nights. Okay, I so like that. We're about to learn about some curses. 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 Okay, now, we either talk about, like, curses as in ritual spells and stuff, or we talk about the words. We are talking about, like, cursed items. Oh, I love it. I think you got Robert the Doll on there. No, not yet. Oh, okay. So, this might be, like, my version of Torture Me Nuts. Oh, I like that. We got to come up with a cool name there's for a, it. Because there's a lot of 
curses. Oh, hell yeah. There's a lot of cursed objects. Oh, my God. Cursed objects, cursed um, spells, a lot of things, the history of curses. But, yeah, this is going to be my uh, Torture Me Not. Okay. Give it to me. This is going to be Curse Me Out Part 1. I love it. <laughs> curse Me Out. Okay. So, the first curse is King Tut's Curse. Of course. That's a that's a famous one. I love that. Yeah. So, this was brought to you by National Geographics and Hoaxes.org. Mm-hmm. So, I have to cite my source. I don't, this believe, is like, I don't believe it's a hoax, but whatever. Ah, <laughs> okay. So, we've all heard the story, The Curse of the Pharaohs. Mm-hmm. It is a strong belief that anyone who should disturb a mummy or a pharaoh's tomb will be cursed. This commonly known <laughs> belief... Exactly. I'm sorry. They just pulled out a bunch more this year, so... <laughs> Good luck for them. Good luck, Charlie. This could explain a lot of things. This commonly known belief was intended to preserve the sanctity of these tombs in Egypt's Valley of Kings, rather than deter grave robbers. But in the past century, the curse has turned into a grave warning, particularly in the case of King Tutankhamun Mm -hmm. and Howard Carter's team of archaeologists and Egyptians. Yes. Uh, Egyptologists, I'm sorry. So... We're starting off with Carter's team. In November of 1922, Howard Carter's team located the entrance to the tomb of King Tutankhamun. By February, him and his team had unsealed the door of the burial chamber. Here are a few examples of connections to the curse. Okay. So, I'm sorry to say, a pet is involved. Of course. So, Howard Carter's pet canary... So I am sorry that a little birdie had to pay for their stupidity. Um, it was unfortunately eaten by a cobra. It honestly be like that. It's always the pets or innocents that suffer because of the dumb big people. The cobra is symbolic to the Egyptian monarchy. And it is believed that the royal cobra was released in Carter's home as a symbol of how the king strikes his enemies. Yep. This began local rumors that the curse has been released. Uh-huh. So that's how you know. They fucked up big. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So, and the next person to fall victim of these curses is the patron of the excursion. So, again, you cannot do these things without a patron that helps pay for your... Like, pay for the entire right. shit. Two months later, after the um, they found the burial chamber and got in, on April 5th, 1923, the sponsor of the expedition, Lord Carnarvon, died in his Cairo hotel room, having succumbed to blood poisoning. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Carnarvon was bitten by a mosquito and accidentally cut the bite while shaving. It then got infected and he died of the blood poisoning. Some believe the mosquito bite was in the same location as a lesion of King Tut's cheek. Uh-huh. But since Lord Carnarvon, um, oof, Carnarvon was buried with no formal autopsy, no one can confirm this. Mm-hmm. So. So, it'd be making me wonder. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the past when they would open these tombs at first, mm-hmm. the, all, it was only really the people who went in that got hurt. Mm-hmm. But now, nowadays, it seems that the whole world is getting fucked up the more they do like, this. what we do to you? So now it makes me wonder, are y'all dropping our names? Legit. Legit. With you guys when you this go in this there? This ain't a no, um, oh, we as a team kind right. of bullshit. No, it's not. Because before it was just y'all and y'all were actually going in there. There's now no- it looks like it's all of us and none of us even been. I have never been to Egypt. Me neither. I mean, so, I wish. I wish. I've never been there. So there's no way none of these mummies know my name unless mm. one of y'all fuckers gave it to them. There's no we in team. Exactly. There is no we in team. Exactly. 
I'm. Uh, There's an I if you put it there. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no we in there though. No. Right. That's always funny when someone says there's no I in team. There's no we either. <laughs> Legit. There's also no we. <laughs> so what's your so point? What the fuck? What's your point? <laughs> so, Sir Bruce Ingham, that's Carter's friend. Oh. Ingham received a paperweight made of mummified hand with its wrist adorned with a scarab bracelet marked with cursed be who moved my body to him shall come fire, water, and pestilence. That didn't get in tip you off. <laughs> that sounds like a plague right there. Well, his house burned twice. Oh, interesting. Oh, <laughs> well, look at that. Word. Wow, it's not like no one warned you. Hmm, what a co-winky dink. Eh, and why would you want a paperweight made out of a hand? Don't bring me body parts. All right, first of all, we're not going to sit here and pretend you mm-hmm. would not want a disembodied hand as an ornament. Not a real one. Of course not. Not a real one. If you give me fake, okay, but they said a mummified hand. So they that sounds to me like it might have been a real hand. And they gave it to this man, hey, put this on your papers. No, you give me something made of plaster or something you found at a junkyard, mm-hmm. some rubbish. You ma- make me something completely synthetic. I do not want human flesh in my room except mine and my guests. And it has to be on our bodies and we have to be breathing. I mean, yeah, we have to be alive. Mm-hmm. Only dead thing I have in my room is that scorpion over there. Behind you. I'm not turning around. It's in a, it's in a, it's in resin. <laughs> I ain't turning around. It's dead. <laughs> I turn around. Okay. Okay. Carter himself didn't believe in the curse, but out of the fifty-eight people involved in the opening of the sarcophagus, only eight died within twelve years. Mm-hmm. I only listed three because I was gonna list all eight. Right. Um, Carter passed away at the age of sixty-four of lymphoma in nineteen thirty-nine. And was not one of the eights. Mm-hmm. So now for the science part, because even though I am superstitious as hell, there is science mm-hmm. to this. But real quick, I've heard that people who went into King Tut's tomb and came out woke up with bruises on them the next day. Ooh. Some of them. I didn't see that in my thing. But it's probably like in those, because a lot of people got excited mm-hmm. when they heard about this, because obviously it's very interesting. Like, ooh, a curse, spooky ooky. Spooky ooky cells. Yeah. So they probably like made a lot of shit up. Possible, but again... I have a spiritual belief, so I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, absolutely. So, um, ba 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 Now, for the science part, just to be fair, scientists note that the tomb may have been filled with deadly fungus that had grown, I'll say, that had grown over centuries and was released when the tomb was opened. I mean, kind of, yeah, but also a thing that maybe I could, I don't think I could combat it, but I could at least argue it slightly. Back in the day, they there were certain booby traps they would lay in. It was like poisonous. Oh gas yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah. maybe, yeah. Um, like I said, it, it's the maybe. science part. It's not the fun it's part. It's not as fun though. And that's what I'm saying. It's like eh, it's okay. Okay, fine. You're being logical. Facts. Ugh. Okay, go sit down. <laughs> so air samples were taken from inside an unopened sarcophagus through a drilled hole to test the air quality, and high levels of ammonia, formaldehyde, and hydrogen sulfide were found. However, all of these would have a strong scent and people would have repelled by the odor. In the end, it is believed that it wasn't the particular situation that fed the rumors of the curse, but rather the world's newspapers, who found they sold more papers saying that a terrible curse was unleashed the moment King Tut's tomb was opened. Yeah. Told you, spooky yuki sells. It does. I mean, science sells, but spooky yuki is just like, uh, it's just up there because we want to believe so bad. Yeah, we want to believe in something. Yeah, yeah we want to believe in something. And like, yeah, so a lot of us do. I do. So it's like, I don't need to pay for that shit. I believe it. That's why I'm not going over there. Okay, so 
The next one, and there was a lot more. Maybe I could discuss it in the other parts. The Curse of the Hope Diamond. I've heard of Hope Diamond. I don't know much about it, though. Oh, well, I got you. I though. know I kind of. No, I don't want it. It's cursed. Of course. I was uh, just thinking about diamond. Like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about, can I pay off my family's debt? debt? Bitch. <laughs> you know, Grandpa left some shit behind. <laughs> so, according to the legend, a curse attends the owner of the Hope Diamond. A curse that first befell the large blue gem when it was plucked slash stolen from an idol in India. Mm-hmm, of course. Uh-huh. Wonder who stole it. A curse that foretold bad luck and death, not only for the owner of the diamond, but anyone who touched it. Its perfect quality, its large size, and rare color make it strikingly unique and beautiful. Its fascination is enhanced by a varied history, which includes being owned by King Louis XIV, stolen during the French Revolution, sold to earn money from gambling, worn to raise money for charity, and then finally donated to the Smithsonian Institution, where it resides today. The Hope Diamond is truly unique, and here are the victims. Okay, I understand why there's victims. I'm like, yo, let me donate this stolen diamond to you, like Smithsonian, give it back to India. Mm, Oh, you know what? I was typing this, and I was thinking the exact same thing. Say, like, why are you, who are you to donate it? This shit's stolen. Give it back. So, the first victim, Jean-Baptiste Tavernier, the story goes that the French gem merchant, Jean-Baptiste Tavernier, came down with a raging fever soon after stealing the diamond. And after he died, his body was possibly ravaged by wolves. <laughs> possibly? Yeah. However, other reports show that he lived until the ripe age of 84. Wait. Boring. Which one is it? Boring, but confusing. Like, oh, he lived to 84, but then again, he might have been mauled by wolves when he was younger and killed. Like, wait. Well, they say how other reports show that he was alive until he was 84. That's what I mean. Like, which is it? Like, how, how, they'll both those, they can't even possibly be the same. Of course not, but you choose which one you want. So again, King Louis the Fourteenth. King Louis the Fourteenth bought the stone from Tavernier and had it recut in 1673. It was then known as the Blue Diamond of the Crown or the French Blue. King Louis died of gangrene and all of his legitimate children died in childhood except for one. Though that wasn't necessarily atypical in those times. I was about to say, when he was a king and gout with like gangrene and gout were known as king's disease. Because, you know, they ate a lot. They got fed. They had diabetes and they wouldn't move Mm -hmm. because they would have everyone doing anything for them. And after a while, they couldn't walk properly because they had gangrene and gout. Yeah. And then a lot of kids died back then before they reached adulthood. So, yeah, that's normal. Yep. So, yeah, nothing spooky about that. So far, it just sounds like... Avery. <laughs> so, Nicholas Fauquet. Nicholas Fauquet. I'm sorry, I almost thought you said Nicholas Famel. <laughs> Girl, get it together. Oh, the Nicholas- Sorcerer's Stone. Nicholas Fauquet, who worked for King Louis Fourteenth, is said to have worn the diamond for a special occasion. Shortly thereafter, he fell out of favor with the king and was banished from France. The king then changed the sentence to life imprisonment. So Fauquet spent 15 years in the fortress of Pignerol. Some people believe that he was the real man in the Iron Mask, but other accounts dispute this. So... He wore the diamond, and then the king got mad at him, and then something bad happened. But remember, he went to jail, and during those jail times, he was tortured. And uh, oh, he, that's what they the did man back in then. the iron mask. You know, the iron mask is like a torture device. Right. 
Well, they did that shit back then, even if you didn't touch the diamond. <laughs> okay. So this one might be a little bit, maybe spooky okay. Okay. King Louis the Fourth the Sixteenth. That's it. on the Fourteenth. No, Sixteenth and Marie Antoinette. Okay. So King Louis the Sixteenth inherited the French blue. Marie Antoinette wore it, and I think we all know what happened there. That's the story. Anyway, we have no photographic evidence that Marie wore the gem, but I mean, we know what happened to them. Right. Okay. So that one maybe. Marie Louise Princess de Lambel. Uh Paris Oh God. Marie Louise Princess de Lambel or Lambe was a member of Marie Antoinette's court. Oh God. And was her closest confidant. She was killed by a mob in the most horrific fashion. Apparently hit with a hammer, decapitated, stripped, and disemboweled, among other things. Her head was impaled on a pike and carried to Marie Antoinette's prison window. I remember this. Yeah. People had a lot of time on their hands back then. People were really angry back then. So, Wilhelm Falls. I think this is the most popular one. Wilhelm? Yeah, Wilhelm. Okay. W-I-L-H-E-L-M. Wilhelm Falls was a Dutch jeweler who recut the diamond again. His <sighs> son ended up murdering him and then killing himself. Some, wait, some who? His son. His son. Oh, okay, so his son murdered him and then his son killed himself. Yep. Okay, I thought she said some ended up murdering him and then he killed himself. Like, wait, what? No, his son <laughs> committed a murder-suicide. Okay. Next person, Simon Moncharides. Maybe they should stop cutting this diamond. <laughs> Greek merchant Simon Moncharides owned the diamond. His curse, he drove his car over a cliff and killed himself, his wife, and his child. Maybe... Okay, you know what? Yeah, leave it in the Smithsonian. Don't bring it to India. They got enough problems. <laughs> Evelyn Walsh McLean was a spoiled heiress who lived a charm life until she bought the Hope Diamond. She happily wore the diamond, and there are even stories that she would affix the jewels to her dog's collar and let him wander around the apartment with it. But wearing the Hope Diamond came at a steep price. First, her mother-in-law died. Her son died at the age of nine. Her husband left her for another woman and later died in a mental hospital. Her daughter died of drug overdose at 25 and she eventually had to sell her newspaper, the Washington Post, and died owing huge debt. Evelyn's surviving kids sold the diamond to Harry Winston. Nine years later, Winston mailed the gem to the Smithsonian for $2.44 in postage, or $2.44 in postage and $155 in insurance. Harry Winston was no fool. <laughs> Is everyone at the Smithsonian okay? <laughs> so, James Todd, the mailman who delivered the diamond to the Smithsonian, apparently had his leg crushed in a truck accident shortly thereafter. He also suffered a head injury in a separate accident, and his house burned down. <sighs> they couldn't. Poor man. He was just a postman. Like, he didn't even touch the damn thing. The po- he was just a postman. Again, let we gotta check on the Smithsonian people. I'm a little worried now. It's probably in a box. I imagine they're right. Yeah, maybe, I guess. I, I think don't know. two more people had to die for it to be in a box forever now, but Yeah, I don't know what to do with this thing now. First I was saying give it back. I was like, wait, maybe not. Maybe just just I don't know what if you destroyed it, God knows what would happen. Maybe just leave it. But though our our first two curses curses. 
slash oh. curse items. I'm with it. Okay, let's keep doing this shit. Curse me out. Mm, curse me out. I love it. That's our title. Yeah. But um, yeah, there are plenty of curses out there. There's a curse about this Polish royal that you know they left up his tomb. Obviously, uh, the facing of tomb I feel like always like leaves a curse. Leave dead people alone, mm-hmm. please. We've, we, there's been enough. They keep coming back and they, get, and they be mad every time. I mean, wouldn't you? Yes, but that's me. Mm, true. I'm talking about me. I don't care. Ah! That's me. That's me. <laughs> I do what I want. Ah, to be fair. But like, yo, leave these people alone. They've been dead for thousands of years. They're not that interested no more. Okay. <laughs> Let them be dead and boring like they want to be. Dead they, and boring. That's what they want to be. They want to be down there and left alone. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, those are your curses. Thank you. Hey, uh, don't be touching nothing you don't need to be touching. Right? We were taught that as kids. Take that as a lesson. <laughs> if it ain't yours, don't touch it. Legit. Like the poor postman, he was just doing his job, though. Poor right. Guy. I mean, he didn't even touch it. No. Don't be around shit that ain't yours either. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Before we forget, we're actually going to pick games like civilized human beings this time. Like we, civilized human beings. We forget shit all the time. That's also being a human being. I know. Mind you, you definitely took out the word civilized, so you know what I meant. You know what I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know why I did it? Sorry, I had to drink water. You had to cut that liquor. Yeah. I just don't want to hang over tomorrow. Yeah. Because I'm too old to have hangovers because it'll kill me. Oh, hell yeah. And I gotta work. Okay, got this. Okay, got the. Come here. Got it. Got them. Okay. What do I have to go first? No, I'm just waiting so we can open oh, okay, it at the same got time. It. We got it. I hate that you mad rolls in this bitch. It was probably a long one. It's not. Oh, you that's just had extra ass paper. That's funny. Um, oh. <laughs> you always laugh. Not all the time. Yeah, you do. No, no. When I'm bored, I don't laugh. Mm-hmm. This is a Samara sleepover game. Okay, first of all, I am grateful that my mom didn't let me have a sleepover because y'all bitches gonna have me doing some dumb shit. What? Ah, uh, the testing game. Test me. No. Here you go. That one's yours. Okay. What is this shit called again? Oh, Samara sleepover game. You know who Samara is, right? No. Or Samara. No. You'll learn. I don't, ah, I don't like this. Okay, everybody. Thank you for joining us again. I guess. I'm not going to like any of this. Right? Curse me out. I will. I don't think you, I won't. I know. <laughs> I know. I would never torture you, though. Physically. I mean. Your funny bone, absolutely. I won't stop with that shit. <laughs> but anything else? Nah. You're mentally torturing me. That counts for something. You be all right. Good night, darklings. Good night. You're going to get a bill from my therapist. And you can send an email to we don't play podcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can also find us on Instagram at we don't play podcast. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at we don't play pod. Yes, and you can listen to us on Castbox, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And Google Play Music. Yes, we are there too. Like and subscribe. Review and comment. We also have a Patreon. www.patreon.com slash we don't play.